Hi, my name is Aaron Espindola. And I'm Linda OJ. And welcome to another episode of the Next Gen Business Podcast. Let's go. The Next Gen Business Podcast is produced by the Small Business Community Network. Visit them online at www.sbcncanada.org. So, Aaron, what have I got today? I've got a glass of wine. Can you see? <laughs> yeah, usually usually uh, you don't have wine, but today is a special day, I guess. Well, we were back to work. We actually took a few days off before the long weekend to go to this um, little resort so we could just sit on the balcony and look at the lake because I didn't want to be by people. And we had champagne, champagne <laughs> and wine. And we had a really lovely time and I just didn't want to come back to work, but I had to. So did you do something nice for the long weekend? Um, I usually, I just honestly just drank a lot. So I'm giving my body a rest today, today and then this whole week is going to be just drinking mostly for me but <laughs> you didn't go to the beach no it's too it was too cold it, it got too cold to, uh, this week for the beach it was lovely in Muskoka it was really it was really lovely it started changing when we traveled back um and we left our cat with my daughter and her husband Ooh, Ella <laughs> so they had a lot of fun so uh we've got an awesome guest tonight I believe Oh yeah. So um, for our listeners, his name is uh, and our viewers. We have a special guest today on our show. He's actually one of my uh, best friends from uh, college. We went in the same program. We all, we both took the uh, business administration management program. His name is Owen Chandler, and um, I'll pass the floor to him so that he could maybe talk a little bit about himself, and then we could kind of ask him some questions after that. Yeah. So like Aaron said. Uh... We went to all three years of college together and you know how that goes when you're going through college and university and what everyone's going through. Like, you know, we were together every group project together for three years and stuck pretty well side by side for all of our courses, had the same, you know, timetables, everything. And then, um, yeah, so we went through all that together. We always worked well together and then graduated and now we've both gone on our own things. But like, I'm, I'm very excited to be here today and share some if I have any insight, but share any insight with you guys and have a quick conversation. Thank you. Um, it's lovely to meet you, by the way. Um, first of all, was um, was Aaron uh, a team player when you had to work in groups? This this is good for other people because, you know, um, <laughs> I haven't attended university or college and I'm a team player. So did, did he take on as much as the work as you or did he try and skive off a lot? No, he took on his equal amount of work. The thing is, when you know, when you're working in groups, just like any business or any team in general, right, you want to have people that are good at each individual roles, right? So I was definitely the organizer. Aaron was not the most organized all the time, but he was willing to work hard on every part that he had to get done. And it was always up to our standards. So it all worked out well. Aaron, you are safe. Your your reputation does not come out from hiding. <laughs> Yeah, usually I'm the I'm the group member that you just tell me what to do and I'll do it, and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> Sorry, as Owen said though, you know when you're in a team at work in the corporate world, everybody has to have a different task, don't they, and a different kind of way of working. So spot on, Owen. Yeah, and um, so for our listeners that don't know, and I guess Linda doesn't know as well, uh, through college you always talked about uh, having your own car car detailing, car wash 
company that you were working on. Um, how was that like managing that with school at the same time? Like I know you went back to it was in Exeter and I know you did it during the summer, but I'm not sure like how how that was during the school year. Yeah, so it it it, it was tough at times trying to balance just because I would run the business full time, like obviously when we get done school in May or late April, whenever we were done. And then we, I, I would run it full time. And, you know, when you're running a business, like you're promoting it and advertising and, you know, always meeting with people. And obviously it was a car detailing business, so always working and getting things going. And then every fall I would have when school came around in September, I would have the huge, you know, it was like I had to basically hit a wall and say, like, now I can only do it one day a week. And I was, you know, still running so much advertisements and stuff because I wanted to run the next summer again. And it was just, it was crazy busy and hard to balance. But most people understood that, like, you know, if you just create a relationship with every customer you have, like you just say, you know, like I'm just a, a, a college student and I just do this all summer. And then they kind of understand when, you know, when you're working and when you're not working and when they, they have a little bit more of an understanding of, you know, you can't always get them in like the next day, it's maybe a week or two or three weeks out. Yeah. It's, it's honestly all about building that customer relationship, right? making sure that they kind of know what you're going through. Cause I feel like customers are really easygoing and they understand if the person's genuinely just busy, you know, they're not going to be able to do all the work they were able to do before when they had a bit more time. But yeah, I, I ran around uh, into the same issue during like, I think May and then September for mowing because my school would start too. And then I would have to be like, okay, listen, we're going to bi-weekly now. I can't go every week and we got to do all that. So yeah, I, I, uh, Totally can relate with that. <laughs> I think Owen has just ticked my boxes and he's only just started talking. So how old were you when you started this business and you were, you know, still at college? Um, I was 16, well, 16, I think, yeah, because I, I was driving because I would be able, you know, like you're trying to make every dime you can when you're 16. So I would offer people like I'll come pick up your car at your work. So wh where I live in Exeter, it's like a small community of 4000 people. Like it's not very big. So I would say, like, oh, I'll come pick up your car from work, free pickup and delivery, and I'll clean it and have it back before you're done work. And that's kind of what I built the business on, and I've kind of changed it now. I don't do any of that just because for insurance reasons and stuff like that, it was just costing way too much to offer that service. So, And, like, we're so busy, nonetheless, like, it doesn't matter what you do, right? You just your Our schedule is always full. So I kind of just stopped offering that. But, yeah, I was I was 16 doing it in the summers and every day after school. Yeah, and um, so are you still an entrepreneur? You know, you're still doing um, things um, for your own business? Yes, I would. I, yeah, um, seriously, like entrepreneur, I want to do that for the rest of my life just because, uh, so I started this, I've never worked for anyone really, so I don't want to be put myself in a position like I don't want to ever ask anyone for a day off. So that's like one of my biggest things that I always have in my back of my head is I don't want anyone I don't want to be controlled by anyone and I, you know, you just control your own fate. So yes, I just, what that, uh, with the car detailing, I have a full-time and a part-time student. They're high school students in grade 12. So they help me run that. They basically do everything like scheduling and cleaning all the cars and everything. And then I started a new career with Sunlight Financial in January. So I started as an advisor there and it's still the way the role set up. I'm an individual advisor, but I'm contracted with Sun Life. So it's still the same kind of, you know, like you do have goals to hit that Sun Life kind of sets for you and they do help you out a lot. But 
you know, if I didn't want to take off on a Friday afternoon and go golfing with my friends, I don't have to ask anyone. I just go leave and do what I want, right? So that's what I really like about that role. I think where I'm like, what I would like to get over to our listeners who are still college students, university students, who are thinking of starting your own business or working for a, a large organization is um, what goals did you think about in those early days when you decided at 16, you know, to be an entrepreneur? What were the, the goals that you set yourself? And goals are very important, aren't they? Yes, they are. And most importantly, setting attainable goals. Like you don't want to set crazy goals and then you don't achieve them and you get, you know, disencouraged and you just kind of give up. Right. The hardest thing, basically my goal when I was in school, like I knew I wanted to be in business and I knew I wanted to eventually own my own business. Right. So what I wanted to do is just at that young age, you just start thinking like, how can I make money myself without having to show up for anyone else and work on this other guy's dream. Right. So really when you're, working for someone else like so I my first job was with a painting company and I was working all day every day for this guy you know working really hard and I was just filling my his pockets with money right and I got thinking like why don't I just start painting so but you know it's the same concept right so then I started he was a good guy and he kind of led me in the direction of like there was you know there was no car detailing car washes in our area and he kind of said like this is something I would pay for so I just start jumped on that but my biggest goal honestly was just I just did not want to work for anyone and have to like report to anyone. It just kind of made me sick to my stomach and, and how my business kind of succeeded in a way that it's still supporting me with like good income today is because I was so scared to fail. I would literally work, you know, 14, 16 hours a day just until it's gotten to that point where, you know, you don't really need to do that anymore. It's just kind of like, here are our hours. If you want to book in, book in, if you don't, it doesn't really bother me because we're going to be full either way. Right. Yeah. That sounds like, um, really a really good goal to have um, and something that a lot of people kind of think about when they own their own businesses that they're going to have all this free time they can make their own schedule and then they're like oh I can take as many breaks as I want but like you're saying you have to put in the work in the beginning do all those like the stuff that you don't really want to just so that you can get to that point where you are now and you can go on a Friday and go golfing with your buddies whereas before like you had to put in the work for that so I kind of uh, have that situation too. Like with my one friend, he just kind of wanted to just do do a company just because he didn't want to work that much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really how, how it should be, especially if you're trying to make a success, uh, successful one. But on top of the, uh, you do the car detailing, you do uh, the fi- sunlight financial. And then as well, you, you said you were, you had rental properties or you have something to do with that. Yeah. So, when I turned 18, 19, that kind of age, just kind of starting college, I basically, I was in a position where luckily my dad was kind of looking for areas he wanted to kind of, you know, expand his portfolio and balance it a little more. And we started looking and basically it was just kind of one of those things while like we live in a small community. So there's, you kind of know everyone. And then there's, you know, guys in the area like, Oh, well, how'd he make all his money kind of thing. And then you start talking to him and he's like, well, I just bought rental properties and rented them out. And then, five, six years later, they appreciated by 200 grand. I sold them, put all the money in my pocket and left, right? So I kind of just started talking about that. And then we got on to that right away. And that's mostly the passive income idea. Like I would like eventually to grow my portfolio where it's supporting me, you know, with five, $6,000 a month in passive income. So it kind of covers all your expenses, essentially, if you don't live like a crazy person. 
and then you can essentially do what you want, right? And, you know, work whatever job you want. Wow, that's amazing. So what tips would you pass on to our listeners and our viewers, um, whether they want to be an entrepreneur or, you know, if they may want to work for somebody else, what are the three tips you'd like to give them? Because you've been successful in both areas. So you're the one to tell us how you did it. <laughs> well, I, I, without sounding as cliche as possible, like obviously you have to mention you got to be willing to work hard and kind of basically – I always like to say you have to be scared to fail because if if you're not, then you're just going to kind of lollygag through it. And if you lollygag, you're gonna, there's always going to be someone else willing to take your spot, right? So yeah, definitely work hard. Don't lollygag and kind of just fly by the seat of your pants, right? And one of my favorite sayings because I'm just I'm a crazy organized person. Like I had to turn I had to turn my camera this way because my wall behind me is just all sticky notes with like certain clients and stuff like this I got going on, and I'm just brainstorming. But um, Basically, the saying I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head right now, but I think it's if you're if you don't if you fail to plan, you plan to fail or something like that. And yeah, so it's just one of my things. Like I even myself, as crazy as it sounds, like I just have a notebook and I I was actually just looking on it before we got hopped on this podcast, and it's like it's just the goals you set. Set so January first, 2020, right? I'm setting goals for what I want to achieve by. December 31st of 2020 or 2021, right? And uh, luckily, I've, it's been good enough year because of hard work and organization that I've already achieved all my goals. So then it comes down to like, you could literally, if you want to take your foot off the gas and kind of relax, but I can't do that just because I don't, like, you get scared, right? You don't want to, you don't want someone else to take your position. And that, that's why the the organizing is why Owen and I got along so well is because I would just be like, just tell me what to do and I will do it. And then he just, with, with, with like any assignment that we had, he'd make like 50 documents. Like, it was crazy. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe even if I can throw one more thing in there would be not being afraid to delegate some tasks. Like, so Aaron kind of knew, like when we started a group project and in business, like, you know, they're pretty big and you have, a, there's a lot of aspects to it. Like, make a plan and then outsource. I always say outsource. So like I would say, Aaron, here's this, get this done. I don't want to do it. No one else wants to do it. And he would always have it done. And then he'd also do his own parts and everything like this, right? Someone just has to take the lead and you have to be able to delegate some tasks. And that was probably the hardest thing when I started my the, first, the car wash business is I was so scared to like hire someone because I had this reputation because every single vehicle that went through I was checking it over and, you know, like I had a checklist and I was showing people like, you know, this is what I really couldn't get clean perfect, but you know, I didn't really charge you extra for the extra time I spent on it sort of thing. Like, you know, just being honest. And then when I hired people, it was just, it was scary at first, but it's honestly worked out really well just because you have to, you have to train them and get them going. But You mentioned advertising, you advertised your business, um, businesses. Um, what kind of advertising did you um did you pay for advertising? Was it, um, you know, kind of free advertising you could do on social media? It was strictly, I didn't spend one, other than promotional, like, flyers and stuff like that. But I was, uh, I would go on all the buy and sell pages. So, obviously, they've kind of taken it off a little bit. Like, they say no advertising to buy and sell pages on Facebook and stuff like that. And I would just throw out the ads, like, once a week and, you know, put my number in there, Facebook page. And then now it's gotten to the point where the Facebook page has like five, 600 likes. So it's, it's continuous that, you know, one or two people a day are kind of messaging and saying like, Hey, can I get my car in next week or anything like that? 
But yeah, word of mouth though is honestly the biggest aspect that you have to try to, because people will take someone else for some reason, they'll take someone else's opinion and they just assume that it's going to be work out perfect. Right. But it doesn't always, I don't know why people are like that, but it's, it, you know, if I told Aaron like, Oh, go to this guy, he cleans your car really good. Aaron will go to that guy. He cleans his car really good. Right. So that was the biggest thing. Like every single car that would go through the shop, it's, we would leave flyers and like 10 business cards, 20 business cards. And then, you know, they go stop in at a friend's house or their aunt and uncles or their parents and they're leaving business cards. Like, Hey, we just got our car washed by this guy and it looks really good. Like if you want it done kind of thing. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The uh, customer recommendations is really good. And that's why a lot of like, I guess, restaurants and stuff and businesses, they have the Google reviews, right. And they have like the star ratings and all that. So yeah, it's really important to make sure that you, you always treat every customer, I guess, like unique and make sure they have a good experience so that they can recommend you to their friends. Yeah. And oh, Aaron, we were in school at this time, but on the Facebook page I have for the car wash stuff, I have, you know, lots of good reviews, like nice people leaving just nice comments. And I have one bad review on that page and it haunts me to this day that this lady <laughs> left the review. And I think, I think we were in college when this happened and I was so mad. I remember cause she was just being completely unfair. You're like, obviously you're going to, you're going to run into those people like when you're dealing with the general public. So the reason we started this, um, this show is because I'm one of the co-founders of the small business community network. It's a networking organization. And it would seem that your generation, you're not into networking the way I was and the way I built my two businesses. And is there a reason for this that, you know, you don't like um, attending networking events, even if they're in a, a pub or a bar? Um, are you shy of other people, do you think? Or is it just that you prefer to network in your own way in a different way? Uh, well, I would probably say social media has ruined it in general just because it's kind of easier. Obviously, you can sit on your couch and try to network that way. But I myself, with the working for Sun Life now as an advisor, I started January 1st, uh, 2021. So, you know, when I developed my plan for you want to expand this business and expand your clientele and reach as many people as possible, I was like, I'm going to go to networking events. Like I'm going to two, three networking events a week. I'm going to talk to people, get my name out there, handing out business cards, you know, just in general meeting people. Obviously, I haven't been able to go to any because of this in person. I've tried a couple Skype ones, but they haven't really worked out very well. And like, I just think through Skype and Zoom and stuff, like nothing comes to fruition when you're just meeting someone randomly. It just, it hasn't really seemed to work out well that way. So I'm definitely excited for in-person to come back, but that's myself. I know other people I work with are like strictly, they won't do it at all. And they're saying my age as well. Interesting. So one of the things, whether you're in person or online, um, Owen, a tip I'll give you is it's leaving a lasting impression. So if we met, uh, say, one of our events, my events, the SBCN events, um, in person like we used to do before COVID, you give me your business card, but we'd have a chat and I'd find out all about you and I'd suggest we meet for coffee and then I'd like to think there was something of value or something that was really memorable about you so that if somebody wanted your kind of, you know, service, your business service, I could pass on to them. And also a lot of people don't get the idea that you have to be consistent to be memorable. So if you just pop onto one Skype event, you know, virtually in these days or one Zoom event, people are not going to remember you. They're going to forget you. Right. 
So for when COVID's over, remember, if you are going to do in-person networking, it's not just about your networking, your card, your business card and saying, you know, I do this. What is it you're going to leave behind that's memorable for them to know that you're called Owen and you do A, B or C? So whichever of your businesses that you are showcasing when you're networking and also what kind of individuals are you trying to, um, whether it's Sun Life or anything, what kind of people are you going to get for your clients? It can't be everybody. Yeah, so my niche market overall in anything I do, this might sound maybe bad, is I try to target business owners, honestly, just because they have the most money. That's why I do that. And they have the most Yeah, so when I look at, when I look at my, the finance business, you know, if I look, I'm looking for the people who have the most money to invest and the most needs as far as life insurance needs. Like, you know, business owners are taking out loans for operations and, you know, expansions and buying stuff, right? So that's my, my niche market overall in anything I do is business owners just because also with the car wash business, like I have a couple of guys that have like 15 vehicles, right? Fleet vehicles. And they'll just get their employees, drop them off, we wash them, they pick them back up. Like it, it's no big deal. And they honestly, they're happy with everything we do and they're giving us a ton of business, right? So it's, that's definitely who I try to target overall. So what's the name of your car wash business? The car wash business is called Luxury Bubbles, which is kind of just a unique, I don't even know how the name came about. And obviously, because I was 15 years, 16 years old when I made it up. And um, I've just stuck with it just because I don't know why, but I just left it like that. I love it, don't you, Aaron? It's a great day, Bubbles. I remember that one. <laughs> I get older people calling me and they're always like, is this Mr. Bubbles on the phone? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going. Mr. Bubbles, sadly, um, I'm going to say goodbye to you now because we have to, you know, wind up the show. Um, so, you know, obviously I'd love to thank you. Um, how can how can people contact you if they want to, you know, find out more about you? Um, so you can look up if you want to find my Instagram is just, I think it's just Owen Chandler with two R's. And it has links in there. Like I have a link to the car wash page and then my the finance page and then that's my personal page as well um but yeah you can always just send me a message if you ever want to have a chat like i'm open to networking and anything right if you guys uh it was a great conversation we had and it was exciting and then yeah i'd like to thank you owen for being on the show today as a guest um and for any of our viewers or listeners i will be uh adding his uh social media handles on the actual episode so if you just look at the uh description or caption it'll probably be there um and you can just click on that and then contact him that way um but yeah for all of our listeners and viewers make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel next gen business podcast as well as a uh, follow us and give us a like on um on our instagram page and if you want to be a guest we're always looking for more guests so just send us a dm on instagram or you could even check us out on on our website at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast or nextgenbusinesspodcast.com. And there's a form there that you can just fill out, uh, which just lets, let, uh, lets us schedule, schedule you in for an interview. But uh, thank you for coming to our show, Owen. It was nice uh, catching up with you and have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Check us out at www.nextgenbusinesspodcast.com.